Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to our Celebrating Powerhouse Women series, the series that salutes and recognizes women who are making an impact in our community. This show is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, and rail with their precision and machined iron steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. The series is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. Without further ado, I would like to welcome my trailblazing guest today, Nicole Love Hendrickson. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. Of course. Nicole is no novice to the show. She is a first-time appearance on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. We pegged her as a powerhouse woman long ago, and now we have a platform to kind of highlight all her power. Um, she is a community advocate here in Gwinnett, and she has a long tenure of service, and we're going to dive right into that service, but we'll start at the beginning, if that's okay, Nicole. Yes, let's do it. Let's start with um, where where you grew up and in, in your education. All right. Well, I so I'm from originally from Providence, Rhode Island, where I was born and raised. Um, very, you know, it's the smallest state. Uh, with people who have very big hearts uh, uh, and a lot of my upbringing um, you know was was just centered around uh, public service and being exposed to people who were uh, always helping my family um, I um, I am a product of a single mom who was a teen mom she raised four kids I have a twin sister and twin brothers yes. two, two sets of twins yes. oh two my goodness yes so um so my mom raised four of us um with the help of you know her her mom and sisters and and just a community in a village um who really leaned in to to help us um grow and be successful um you know with our upbringing and so, as I mentioned, I grew up poor. We had a, we relied heavily on you know government and social systems and social support. And I valued what social workers did for my family because they helped my mom and helped our family thrive and and be able to have an opportunity to succeed in life. And I was always driven by that. I, I um, was always driven by the passion to help and serve people and not become a product of my circumstances, but overcome my circumstances, um, you know, growing up in a single parent household and, and struggling with poverty and, and that kind of thing. Um, I was the first in my family to go to college, Yay. first uh, of my, you know, siblings and, you know, wanted to be an example and attended the University of Rhode Island and got my undergraduate degree in psychology because I wanted to study human behavior and human development and why people do what, you know, why, you know, just understanding the mind and how that works. It was just very intriguing to me. Um, But I had a strong focus on youth and passion for youth. And so a lot of my studies involved around wanting to understand how to help youth. And so um, did my studies at the University of Rhode Island, um, graduated 
in four years, first, first in my family. And then my first job, fresh out of college, was in Baltimore, Maryland as a school counselor. Oh. Yeah, and I was recruited for the job and, you know, working with uh, particularly at-risk youth mm-hmm. and particularly helping kids who uh, experience severe poverty in their home life. And that manifested in issues that they were experiencing at school. And so a lot of my caseload involved kids who were severe and emotionally disturbed and so helped to develop a lot of um, planning and helping them to adjust to the school setting helping them to be successful despite all the things that they were doing at home I Um, bet the psychology really helped you so that's why the Um, psychology helped and also my personal experiences of course you know living in some of those those uh, conditions Mm -hmm. and understanding what the kids were going through at that time so it was just, it was a very rewarding experience and did that for three years, but I was doing more than just um, psychology and counseling. Mm-hmm. I was helping the families mm-hmm. and I was helping families, parents find jobs. I was helping kids get access to after school programs and helping the families access meal delivery services mm-hmm. and helping to bring mentors into the school. And so a lot of what I was doing was more on a social, social work level. Work, yeah. And I fell in love with that. I was doing more of that than than the counseling stuff, and that is what inspired me to go social work. To school to school to work. They kind of go hand in hand, they and I do. can see for those that that aren't able to look at your beautiful face, the passion that shines mm-hmm. from within. Mm-hmm. Um, in that regard, I can only imagine the people that you helped mm-hmm. throughout your your oh, time there. And I bet you yeah. still keep in touch with some people today. Oh yeah, there's a lot of. And this was in the elementary school in the heart of Baltimore, mm-hmm. in in the inner city, and I started a girls program mm-hmm. called. Called, uh, girls reaching out to women and wow. called grow uh-huh. and we started that program inside the school to help the young girls adjust and um, talk about some of the experiences that they were they were facing. experiencing mm-hmm. and facing in school and outside of school and to see some of the kids now they're 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 adults now and they <laughs> have full-time jobs they have full-time yeah. jobs and you know thanks to social media they reach out to you and say it, i was miss love at the time uh-huh. miss love it's so nice to, here's what i'm doing so yeah. it's nice to see for, to see that come full circle and see how what an impact that i was able to make so rewarding um, that the community mm-hmm. and the school and the parents lives and mm-hmm. you know like i said that's it was done for me and and i gave back and forward. you know it's all about paying it forward quick tidbit and we won't spend any time on it I just want to mention because you're such an advocate for the youth mm-hmm. which is funny because you're also young yeah. uh, where you and I met three years ago was at uh, a young professionals event here at Gwinnett, Gwinnett Tech correct that's right and so. you stood out to me at that time so I can only imagine how other youth um, mm-hmm. and you know receive you whenever you're you're in that that position yeah it's it's important I mean you can't be what you can't see and so young people should see versions of themselves in all professions. And the reason why I was on the founding board for the Gwinnett Young Professionals, I helped to start it mm-hmm. and and led as the chair and helped to get that off the ground as as a arm of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. We needed to help to develop and cultivate young people to go 
into economic development yes. and business and uh, create a strong business climate for young professional to thri- young professionals to th- thrive and mm-hmm. succeed in this community because it's important it that is. we that we cultivate everybody and that we c- create spaces for everyone to come to the table and thrive and so young professionals was another program that I'm very proud of yes. to have started well in it's this very county. fun to participate in yeah. and I'll tell you you really did break it down because that was one thing that drew me to you mm-hmm. was you made all those arms of the community mm-hmm. um, digestible to someone like yeah. me that was interested but unfamiliar yeah. with the depth. And that's what it's about. It's about education. And people are more apt to be involved when they understand the process. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect people to just show up to stuff. You have to ex- not only extend an invitation, but you have to break it down mm-hmm on how they can get involved, why it's important, what does this mean, and, and you know, just encourage that participation. Yeah. Well, it definitely, it, it resounds with me. It resonates, yeah. excuse me, with me. So cheers to, to your Thank young you. professional efforts. so happy to have met you there. Yes. So. In eight, three years, we're still going strong. <laughs> yes, it has flourished. Let's fast forward to, in addition to all of the service mm-hmm. that you did um, when you lived in a different state, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. now you're here in Georgia, and... Let's talk about on the ground here in Georgia. You went to UGA as well, yep. correct? Yeah, so I decided to go back to school to get my master's degree in social work because I was like, okay, I really love this. Um, and I applied to the University of Georgia. Go dogs. And go dogs. And the reason why I chose Georgia is because the guy I was dating at the time, uh, we were in a long-distance relationship, and so I just wanted to be closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if it didn't work out, I could always say, hey, I got my studies to fall back on, you know. But he's now my husband, and we're married, and we have Mr. a beautiful six-year-old. So, so it, it worked worth out. It, yes. So it worked out. If it didn't work out, I would have told you something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so attended University of Georgia, got my degree in social work, and ended up in Gwinnett County because I was doing an internship with the Gwinnett Coalition for Health and Human Services. Mm. And I interviewed with the organization to do my full year um, internship to mm-hmm. learn about, you know, how I can be part of, of you know, this the, this organization that does a lot of the, the, the things that I was passionate about. Right. Working on homelessness, mm-hmm. poverty, food insecurity. And Ellen, uh, the woman who, who hired me, um, you know, inst- we instantly connected. And, I mean, we just talked for... I mean, it went beyond an interview, mm-hmm. and we were just a good fit, and she she brought me on board, and after I was done with my studies, she hired me full-time and worked for her for eight years, working in the community, driving volunteer efforts, driving community issues, mm-hmm. and uh, bringing people together around the table to solve uh, hunger mm-hmm. and homelessness and poverty and education disparities and that kind of thing. and. Well, you really chose a big bear to tackle because Gwinnett is humongous out of all the places. um, So I I applaud you for diving in um, and just getting into the nitty gritty. It's a large county. It's it's the largest suburban county. We're almost a million people. And at the time that I started with the coalition, I mean, poverty was just something that was unheard of, Mm -hmm. you know, because we were very affluent, a bedroom community. We were not seen as a community that had poverty and homelessness it was just disguised it was just disguised Mm -hmm. and and working on bringing those issues to the forefront meant a lot to me again because it goes back to my upbringing Mm -hmm. and it goes back to you know what I'm what I care about 
So so that was about 15 years ago, would you say? So you've been in Gwinnett for 15 years. I've been years. in Gwinnett for 15 years. And you've been making an impact ever and since. And I've been making an impact ever since. You have started so many different, um, I don't know what the word is, um, initiatives, yeah. um, for lack of better terms. Yeah, that's it. Maybe you can unpack a little bit um, of some of the things that you're most proud yeah. of starting here in Gwinnett. Yeah. So I, I founded the Gwinnett 101 Citizens Academy, which is a program to help residents understand how to how local government works and how to better understand Gwinnett County government, get a behind the scenes look at the operations, functions and duties, um, which in turn allows them to be more informed, but also more engaged. Um, people are apt to be um, uh, more part of the democratic process when they understand their government, how they're represented, who represents them, wh where in the district they reside. And I thought that that was important to have a program that um, specifically addressed that because there was a gap in, in you know, government, uh, our government, Gwinnett County, didn't really, wasn't really intentional about involving and engaging citizens. And so this was the way to do that. So that program now exists. It's, it's been running successfully for five years, offered twice a year in the spring and the fall. It's a 12-week program and residents get a behind the scenes look at how local government works. And, and we have about 300 alumni that have now gone into the community and serve on boards. Wow. They're leading change in their communities. They're more engaged. They're and they're very they're informed. Yeah. They're informed. And so again, making it amazing. digestible. It is that's something that's you do well. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. It's mm -hmm. all about educating and and like you said, making it digestible. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Something that really stands out to me is um, that you helped establish the county's first homeless shelter. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yes. So I serve on the board for the United Way. Um, here in Gwinnett County and uh, w as the community outreach director I was the liaison for Gwinnett County government on the United Ways board and when um, the opportunity came up to start identifying how we were going to move the needle on homelessness we were able to bring together public private partners around the table to start um, uh, addressing how we can get this off the ground mm -hmm. and so we were able to bring on the community foundation united way primerica as a private oh, wow. uh, partner and sponsor and and then gwinnett county government to help drive uh some of the um efforts and we hired matt elder who is now uh, the director of Home First Gwinnett um, in helping to develop a strategic plan to address homelessness. We identified a church partner um, in Norcross who offered up his church wow. on Jimmy Carter and said you could use half of this church for, you know, half of it was for his congregation, the other half full service emergency bed shelter, which That's is something so that sweet. we have not had mm -hmm. uh, in Gwinnett County for a long time. A lot of the shelters we have here either are for women and children, mm -hmm. they're not an emergency basis, they're more transitional housing, mm -hmm. and they're also extended stay hotels, mm -hmm. which, you know, people get vouchers to stay in, and mm -hmm. then they extend, overextend their stay. Right. And those have become emergency shelters. Mm -hmm. And so the Home First Gwinnett initiative, which I've had um, the privilege of helping to get off the ground, um, is, is the first fully serviced wraparound service homeless shelter that not only addresses getting people off the streets, but also helps to identify mm -hmm. where they need job, jobs, mm -hmm. um, assessing their mental health, That's getting right. them access to maybe substance abuse support and resources. 
um, financial counseling and that kind of thing to help them move from homelessness to financial stability. I'm so glad to hear you say that because it's not just you know, giving someone some funds or that bed to sleep in because that's only a temporary Band-Aid. And while it might provide some relief instantaneously, it doesn't set them up for success long term. It's not sustainable, and that's why you have to look at this from a holistic approach, Mm -hmm. and you have to look at this as an ecosystem. And I like to use the word ecosystem. In um, addressing needs, you have to address the whole person and everything that, all of the assets that will help that person succeed and thrive. And so... It sounds to me, and I already knew this, but you're very good at finding resources yes. for causes, yeah. um, generating the, the funds that go yeah. towards that cause, yeah. breaking things down in a digestible manner yeah. for the average Joe like me to understand. Yeah. We're just putting lots of feathers in your That's cat. Right. <laughs> Thank I'd you. like to rewind because you're such a powerhouse woman. There had to have been influences in your life mm. that you grasped onto yeah. or that you admired in other women yeah. are you able to share some women that made an impact in your life or that you considered role models absolutely um you know just first and foremost starting with my family my grandmothers um both my dad and my mom's side were really uh foundations in our family and helped me understand the importance of family mm-hmm. you know coming together uh family is what should center you and knowing who you are always starts with the family um, professionally, I mentioned Ellen Gerstein, mm-hmm. and when I when I when she brought me on as an intern, she's somebody um, t- who really helped me grow professionally, and I've learned so much from that woman. <laughs> she's just she's 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 smart. She tells it like it is. She helps you identify your challenges and the, your soft points mm-hmm. and helps you grow in those areas and she has really contributed a great deal has been a great mentor to me here in Gwinnett County uh, she's another powerhouse woman you should mm-hmm. probably have her on the show if you ever get a chance um, and and also Charlotte Nash mm-hmm. has been a great mentor to me I mean she saw something in me I was handpicked to lead her community outreach effort wow so she saw something in me, and and I've learned so much from her. Even though sure. politically we we are on different sides of the mm-hmm. aisle, I will I will never downplay the role that she has mm-hmm. played in my growth. Um, in and good family. for you. It takes um, it takes a strong person to identify the differences between yeah. the personal and the politics. Yeah, um, and the fact that but you're it helps able you to grow as yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. It really and does. the diversity. It really does. It, it it gives you different perspectives, and it really it really helps you grow and keeps you centered. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I I like having I like being around women that offer a varying degree of of um, um, support yeah. and strength. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can kind of yeah absorb it from all absorb different angles it. Absol- and make it your own. And absolutely, absolutely. Well, you're so passionate, Nicole, and you're so poised as well. Again, people can't see you, and I'm just admiring your posture as you sit here beautifully, and I'm slouched over. <laughs> um, when you wake up in the morning, I'd like to know what your why is. What gets you going? What you know excites you to walk out that door? I know that change and servitude mm-hmm. is a big part of your your world, but outside of those things in your family, because we've talked about those, mm-hmm. what is your motivation in the morning to keep on trucking on oh the future you know I I have a six-year-old son and I I can't imagine this just being somebody who's sitting on the sidelines and watching things unfold when I can have a direct impact on how I can shape the future for my son and for all of the the young generation out there and really that's what keeps me driven and motivated is how can I create a community where the next generation can thrive Mm. And it's really about that pay it forward mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really that 
you know, thinking about a future for my son and the mm-hmm. future for a future of Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just excites me. And I'm like, man, let's, let's get ready to roll. <laughs> Good for you. So much yeah. I, I want to do and mm-hmm. so much things I want to uh, change right. and, and make it fight a better for place for and him, make it a better place mm-hmm. for him and all the young boys and girls out there. Speaking about impacting youth as somebody that you've impacted, I won't use the word youth, <laughs> but as a person that you've impacted, I know that you have a passion for cultivating um, next the, gen. the next generation. Yes. And I've seen personally, you reach out to some of my um, peers within young professionals and set them up for success in life yeah. and career. Yeah. Um, what is the, the power behind that passion? So, you know, I, like I said, like I, I mentioned, there were women who have, um, reached down and brought me up and saw something in me and said, you know, I see the potential. I want to help build you up. So let me give you a chance and an opportunity. And women in this community have done that for me. And I wanted to do the same for other women. And so, you know, I brought under my wing, you know, Jordan Shoemate, who Mm -hmm. was my successor on the Gwinnett Young Professionals Board and helped to um, uh, help to uh, mentor her in in her new role as the chairman of of that board and um, wanting to see young people thrive and seeing the potential in them, even though they may be like, oh gosh, these are big shoes to fill. I don't know that I can do it. But no, you can because it's about charting your own course. It's not mm. about filling my shoes. It's about charting your own course and, and seeing that potential. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I was when I had an opening for my um, position when I worked at the county, um, you know, I brought Jessica on. Jessica, Jessica Stewart. Jessica Shout Stewart, out. who was the staff person of, you know, working with the Gwinnett Young, Young professionals. professionals. And I saw so much of myself in her, mm-hmm. her drive, her vision. And she just needed somebody to tap her and say, look, let me bring you under my wing and let me help cultivate you. That was me paying it forward. And I saw so much potential of her from her and her leadership style and her strength and her resiliency. Um, I knew she would be a good fit for the community outreach program. And so I stole her away from the chamber. Yeah. Sorry, chamber. <laughs> and uh, and now she's serving in that position with the county and she's helping to, to be the glue because I've had to step down from that mm-hmm. job. Um, but now she's helping to be the glue to transition it and, and just transition it forward into a new era and can, couldn't be more proud of her. But it's, it's all about identifying strengths mm-hmm. in, in people who oftentimes are overlooked, especially mm-hmm. young women, yeah. and giving them that, that capacity and building up their courage. And even to that um, same effect, it don't, sometimes it only takes someone else tapping them on the shoulder. Sometimes yeah. we can't see those strengths within ourselves, we and don't. someone might be able to see it very mm-hmm. clearly, and it might take a mentor like you to identify that and give some encouragement Absolutely. to help cultivate that. That's why we need mentors, because yes. we don't. We, are, we, we don't look inward. We, we always judge ourselves based on other people mm-hmm. and where we should be. And, sometimes and we are our own worst critics. We mm-hmm. are. And sometimes it takes somebody on the outside looking in and say, no, you got it all. You're a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a powerhouse. <laughs> the powerhouse that lives within. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So we've talked, we've gone back and forth, wide scope here. Um, what would you consider some of your greatest accomplishments other than your son mm-hmm. um, in, in what you have done here in Gwinnett over the past mm-hmm. 15 years? We've touched on some initiatives. Um, mm-hmm. If those are, are what you consider your greatest accomplishments, mm-hmm. we can certainly revisit those. But I know that there has got to be one thing that you just say, Nicole, mm, I did yeah. that. 
Yeah. So in the 15 years that I've been here, I've built a brand around being a bridge builder in this community. Um, You know, as, as diverse as our county is, as large as our county is, I have always been at the forefront of bringing people to the table, of making people feel inclusive, making people feel heard and making sure that people had a voice. And I've always I've always been branded as that. And so when everybody when anybody is identifying somebody, who do we need to go to to help with this, help with that? Well, they'll say, "Well, talk to Nicole. You're talk connector. to Nicole. Yeah. I, talk to Nicole. I'm the connector." And I've always held that. And so I, I feel that that is an accomplishment within itself because I have been able to elevate the voices of so many people that have been unheard for so long right. and building a, a ground up program for the county, which has now they have now institutionalized mm-hmm. um, and it has spread out across other departments gives me so much pride yeah. because they saw the value in it. They see the success behind it, uh, but they believe but they believe in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just makes me proud that we have a county and a community that is trending towards being uh, an inc- a community that, that embraces diversity and is a forward-thinking county that involves everybody. I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, playing on that word of diversity really quickly, I wanted to give a brief word from one of our sponsors, McCarthy Building Companies. McCarthy is a community-based general contractor, Nicole, in case you didn't know. They specialize in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They're committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. And the McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and that's why they're thrilled to support the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. I love it. Diversity is something that, that women experience on a positive and a negative note maybe just personally because you're such a powerhouse woman and I know you take rapid fire (laughs) from all different uh, angles of the world especially with the hat that you're wearing now how do you personally overcome those challenges because I find it hard not to take business personal Ooh, I'd man. like to just okay. know a little bit about so, how you kind of. So let's dig. Let's take a deep dive. Build into, that bridge. Into, let's take a deep dive on what it means to be a, a woman who is a leader in a community where it's still dominated by males. Um, and you know, when I when I serve in certain capacities, and women will resonate with this, that when you're at business tables they they think you're the the secretary or the note taker or somebody that's the serving admin. the admin somebody that's uh taking the trash or or setting out the food um and so sometimes you're often overlooked as somebody that brings value to the table and you know you you only sometimes if there is no seat for you at the table you just have to pull up your own chair Mm -hmm. and I've had to do that a lot of instances because I was overlooked not even not even only because I was a woman but also because I was a young professional Mm -hmm. and you know I would never discount the the lived experiences that women bring to the table you know and I'm often called oh cute you're cute um you know well you are cute well, thank you. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but it but, doesn't it doesn't but, vote well coming from yeah the from from a from mm-hmm. a male. I I would I would like to be told that wow you're very experienced mm-hmm. or wow you have credentials. Not oh yeah you dress really nice and uh, you know and then you get asked oh so what is your who's taking oh, care gosh. of your son when you're out in these community? But you know my husband doesn't get asked that question if mm-hmm. he's out you know at business meetings late at night. Nobody's saying hey who's taking care of Mr. Hendrickson who's taking your son who's taking care of your son right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and men don't get asked that so you know we so it's it's having to 
to make sure that we are always um, sharing our strengths, what we bring to the table and emphasizing that and being confident in ourselves because sometimes that lack of confidence can show through Mm. and it's visible and other people, i.e. other men, you know, they, they could see right through that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I've, I've just had to be, learn to be confident and learn to, you know, to hang with the best of them Mm -hmm. and pull up my own table to, to represent the voice of the people and never back down, Mm -hmm. you know, and just stay true to who I am. You know, not everyone's going to agree with you, but um, at least I stay true to my core values. Good for you. So you wake up and you put your Kevlar vest on. That's right. And then you head out and (laughs) you tackle the day. (laughs) Well, let's see here, Nicole. We've, um, we've shared a lot about your experience and about your, what led you to the road of success. I'm curious about what is ahead for Nicole? (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of women and representation and wanting to serve as a strong voice in leadership, um, I did step down from my role at the county uh, to pursue a full-time campaign trail to run for public office and specifically running for the chairman of the Gwinnett County Board of Commissioners. Uh, to offer a different voice for women, for young girls, for policy making, for uh, programming, for service delivery, and wanting to make sure that uh, moving forward that we have a strong voice that is going to bridge where we are now um, and transition us into the future. Um, and I, you're a bridge builder. I, I'm a bridge builder. I like and it. And that's what that's the next progression. And I feel that everything that I've done up until this point in my career, this is that next piece of the bridge. Mm-hmm. It was all leading up into this point. All leading up to. Well, this. I feel fortunate to have gotten to know you mm-hmm. over Thank the past you. few years. I feel fortunate to live in the county mm-hmm. that is a recipient of all the wonderful things that you've put into Absolutely. motion. And I'm just very excited to see you continue to grow and flourish. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now kind of going back to the celebrating powerhouse women I always like to ask the powerhouse guest if they have any tips or tricks they'd like to share with the audience as far as setting themselves up for success or reaching their goals anything you want to gear towards the young professionals or just any of our listeners out there that admire you yes so along this journey um, a few things that I've learned along the way is number one you need to identify a mentor um, your mentors have been through a lot of the the struggles and challenges that you may come up against. And sometimes it always helps to have somebody help walk you through, you know, concerns, challenges, questions, fears. Um, a mentor is really somebody that you would consider your, your, your virtual advisory board. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you guidance and they help you. Um, uh, face challenges and help Mm -hmm. you work through challenges and problem solving. That has always helped me. I've always had my virtual board of women Mm -hmm. who have supported me um, on this journey to help me grow as a person in a profession. Also to um, have a war room, have a group of people that you can go to so that you can be yourself, whether it is letting your guard down, whether you just want to cuss and fuss, whether you <laughs> want to complain, and you're never going to be judged for that. And so I have a war room of, of men and women and friends mm-hmm. um, that I can just go to vent to you know, and just be myself because the weight is always on your shoulders and you always have to be in in a front facing role. You always have to be 
Yes, on. always smiling, yeah. always on point, always, you know, and sometimes you, you, it wears you down when you can't let your guard down. And so take, have that war room that you can go to to let your guard down so that you're not going to get judged and nobody's going to sh- reshare it to, to the public right. and can keep that, that safe space for mm-hmm. you because everybody needs a safe place to, yeah. to be themselves and vent and do whatever an they outlet. need to do. Just have an outlet. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just about getting feedback. It's just, hey, we're not going to judge you. We understand you. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs that. Um, and then just always know yourself and not try to live up to be somebody else, but be the best you that you can be and uh, learn from the mistakes of other people that are on your same journey or, or have a, a similar path as you. And yeah. and those are just some of the things that I've learned that has helped me grow. And uh, um, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. I've had a lot of people help me get here along the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on this journey with me and uh, I will continue to bring people on the journey along as people are pulling me on the on on the journey upward Mm -hmm. so paying it forward and and cultivating that next generation as well well thank you Nicole for joining us today on powerhouse women you exude uh, powerhouse woman and I'm just thrilled to have you sitting in front of us today anybody that would like to get in touch with you maybe on Facebook or learn more about uh, love for Gwinnett Uh, They can find you at what was that? Love for Gwinnett. Love for Gwinnett is my campaign, and they can go because my love for I love love. I have love for Gwinnett, but it's also a play on my my maiden name, Nicole Love. Um, loveforgwinnett.com. I'm also on social media at Love for Gwinnett on Facebook, Twitter, and mm-hmm. Instagram. So yes. asking everyone to follow me there as well and uh, join me on the campaign trail. Learn yes. about what I'm doing and keep up to date and vote. Voting takes place by mail now. So if you have an absentee ballot, you can vote by mail now. You can early vote. And uh, June 9th is election day. So we're about 18 days away from election yeah. day. And ironically, just to, to rewind, last time you were on the show, we talked about the census. So it's, they kind of go hand right. in hand. Boom. Complete your census and then go vote. There you go. <laughs> well, I've had a grand time with you, Nicole. And, and speaking Likewise. of fun, um, I kind of wanted to end on a light note with uh, a word from one of our furry friends, uh, Cat Rangers. Cat, Cat Rangers, Rangers is saving, saving lives, lives. Cats, Cats and, and kittens, kittens one, one paw, paw at a time. time. They are the special forces, forces of cat rescue, rescue, and all of their felines recover, recover in their, in their lovely, lovely home-like home center, center in Buford, Buford while they wait to find them forever home. home. Cat, cat Rangers is growing rapidly, rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. support. Please, Please contribute, contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. All right, those of you who are still homebound and looking for a support animal or just a furry friend, please check out all the wonderful little feline faces on catrangers.org. If you happen to visit our website on our Celebrating Powerhouse Women page, there is actually a click to donate button if you have a few extra uh, dollars in your pocket and you want to help those furry friends. I'd like to thank Nicole for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you again. I want to thank everybody out there listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please hit the subscribe button so you can catch us every Friday at 1130. Um, I encourage you to rate and review the podcast as well. And we are on social media. Please connect with us on Gwinnett Business Radio X, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn at Gwinnett Radio X. And you can always find us at our forever home on the web on businessradiox.com. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, I am Amanda Pierch. This has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.